every month, the church elders and pastors would want come together to discuss and, and share our reflection sa leadership book that we have been reading, yung lead book ni Paul Tripp. And as we discuss and share, it was all, it's also a time for us to share yung mga struggles namin, yung mga pinagdadaanan namin, and also take time to pray for the church. And there's one God, uh, meeting that we have, we meet by a Zoom din, hindi kami pwede mag-meet. And as we meet with the elders and, and the pastors, there's one, I think last month or two, two months ago, I, I asked them a question. I asked them this question, what was, what were you doing? Ano ang task mo when you first done a ministry? Ano bang una mong ginawa sa church? Anong ministry ang unang-una mong ginawa? O ano bang ginawa mo sa simbahan? What is your first ministry in church? May it be here in Singapore or sa Pilipinas? And I like all the response. Sabi ng isa, nagsilamula po ako, naglilinis ng car park ng, ng bahay namin kasi doon po kami nag-church. Sabi ng isa, a few of them, they said they would gather sa Pilipinas yung mga mahihirap na bata and teach them the scripture and taught them, feed them. This is their first few ministry. Another person shared that uh, dahil walang musician or worship leader, worship leader, ganda ng gitara, tingin nyo. Worship leader, sa church nila, or sa small church nila, he was forced to train and learn the guitar and worship lead. Another sister said, when he first, first few things that he had done, he was, he, she became a secretary of the church. Na mentioned ni Pastor Brother Sam to last Sunday. Naging secretary ng church and she earns 50 pesos. So tinanong ko sa kanya, anong ginagawa mo as secretary? Sabi niya, lahat. Lahat. Kala ko ang secretary ay nasa office lang, sa aircon. Hindi. Naglilinis din ako ng toilet. You do everything. And one brother said, shared, I started my ministry by doing this. Ano yan? Bunot. I was asking them, what were you feeling the time? He said, I'm, we are filled with joy. Kahit hindi ako napapansin, hindi ako nasa pulpit, or na-recognize, the service I give to the Lord is filled with joy. You know, I'm encouraged and blessed to hear such humble beginning. Ngayon, sa Singapore, we might not be able to do the same thing right now, but yet, the principle is still the same. We can still serve God. And when we serve God from our heart, we'll experience great joy, no matter how big or small the task is. And we were studying the lead book in that day, and I was reading, and I was reminded that sometimes people change, leader change, Christian change, ministry worker change. And this is what Paul Tripp reminded, and it's a, a, a reminder to all of us too. He says here, in a lifetime of ministry, leaders, workers, believers change. We change. He says here, sometimes the change is a deeper submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, but sometimes it trips towards the service of other masters. Last time we have the joy but now, because there's a change in us, we no longer have that joy. Last time, we are so humble. Kahit small things, we are so excited. Ay, naku! Tagabukas ako ng pintuan next week. Ngayon, ayaw mo na. Nakita mo lang si Sister Bala. Siya, pumasok siya. Ayaw niya pakita vaccination record eh. People change. We no longer have possessed that servant heart. No longer have that joy of serving the Lord and serving His people. Many times we have forgotten that we are called to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And we are called to follow. And to follow Him means to serve. 
This John 12, verse 26, it says, If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. And anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. You know, today, as we recognize and bless our workers and encourage them, let it be a time of encouragement. At the same time, a challenge to all of us to continue in serving God faithfully, no matter the circumstances. And I've entitled this sharing, Restoration of Servanthood, Following Jesus. And we'll be reading selected verses in John 13. Hopefully, you can take time to go home and ponder and meditate the whole chapter of John 13. So invite all of us to stand as we read and give reverence to God's Word. Let me read a few verses in this chapter, starting from verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart of his word to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father has given all things into his hands, and that had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He lay aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with towel that was wrapped around him. Verse 11, For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he has washed their feet and put his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Let's jump to verse 30, 31. When I have gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify, glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you, you will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to them, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are all to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Let us pray. Lord, salamat sa tanghaling ito for this time that we can gather here and ponder and study your word. Holy Spirit, come and steer our hearts. And may your word be clear to our ears and importantly to our hearts, Lord. I pray if any one of us are discouraged, may we, Lord, find refreshing and encouragement to your word. But if any one of us have forgotten who we are, that you have called us to follow you, to serve you, I pray that you restore us once again. Lord, restore our love to you because you have first loved us. So we surrender this afternoon. Speak to us, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You see, the narrative that we have been reading, you may be seated, happened a few hours before Jesus will be betrayed and be taken away. Ito a few hours before he will be taken away. So, many scholars suggest that this text was possibly before the Last Supper. Hence, Jesus was giving them the final disclosure. Kaya pag binasa mo in John, John 13 and John 17, if you have your Bible, you notice that a lot of red. Pag yung mga, alam mo yung mga Bible, puro red. Ibig sabihin, nagsasalata ang Panginoon Jesus. So John 13 to 17, Jesus was speaking. He was giving his final discourse on how they should live and face the future. 
as his disciple. In our reading, you notice the central act was done. The central act that was done was by Jesus was foot washing. Nakita natin yung ginawa niya, nagfo-foot wash siya. And foot washing is a custom at, during that time. It's a normal thing. Normally, the host will provide water. Normally, the host will also provide a slave para hugasan yung paa. Normal yun, custom nila yun. And if ang guest ay special, super special, talagang ipipipir nila yun para malinis yung paa. Ngayon, anong, what type of paa? Iniisip ko eh. Kasi during that time, walang Nike. Tingnan mo nga sapatos niyo dyan. Walang, ano pa? Walang tatak. During that time, walang special shoe, walang social na shoe. They wear slippers open pa. At those time, walang grab. Walang taxi. Many times, they walk. Kung mayaman, sasakay sila. Hindi katulad natin, pagtanggal ng sapatos niyo, ang bango ng paa. Hindi katulad during now, pagtanggal mo, nakamanicure pa. At those times, there's no transport. They have to wear simple slippers. And what they will do, they walk in the road that they have, hindi made of pavement, hindi katulad ngayon. They will walk into a, to a dusty road. And sometimes, madi pag umulan. Sino umulan, anong naulan ng nabi po, ay naglakad sa putik? You like it? You don't like it. April, katatapos lang ng, kasi ito ay uh, Passover. Katatapos lang ng rainy season. So probably may mga spot na mag, may mabasa-basa pa. So we don't know. And I was studying what kind of feet that Jesus be watching, washing. Ito mga example niyan. Ngayon, 12 sila. Iisa-isahin mo ganyan. Ganyan ang paa. Gagawa ako sa carousel, foot washing. Business. Ngayon, tingnan mo, notice, would you come and do this? If you would study further on this situation, what Jesus was doing, foot washing was not an easy task. It was humbling and humiliating task. And the person that will do is, is yung servant na pinakamababa sa rank. Yung pinaka-low ranking servant or slave. The lowest among them. The most insignificant servant will do the foot washing. Sila yung binibigyan ng task. Kung ikaw pinakamababang rako, oy, ikaw mag-wash ng mga. But look at this. However, in this narrative, you see Jesus. The scenario change. Instead of a servant or a slave, the most unthinkable happened. It was Jesus. Their master, their Lord, their teacher, who stooped down, took their feet, and washed their feet one by one. Not just one, but all of them, even Sihudas. You know, surely they were all shocked. Nabigla. Probably it even brought discomfort sa kanila. They're wondering why. Because at those times, custom is this. The master will not do that to you. It's the slaves or even your students who do that to you. But now Jesus, the, he said here, we read, Master, you call me master, you call me teacher, you call me Lord. Yet he washed their feet one by one. And when he returned, his place. And this is what he said in verse 12. He said, Ang galing yan. Do you understand what I have done to you? I don't know kung may conversation yun o nasyak sila bigla. I don't know paano ginawa ni Jesus yun. Soft ba ang pagkuha ng paa? Oh, mm, but probably soft. Tapos sinugasan niya, ginawa ng tawil. Tapos ng lahat, bumalik sa table. Sinabi niya, alam niyo ba anong ginawa ko sa inyo? 
The answer is simple. To them, the answer is this. Jesus, you humbled yourself to the lowest of slaves to wash my feet, despite that you are my teacher and my Lord. So his action was against the culture and norm. The master would never do this. But yet Jesus, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, is the one who washed their feet. Jesus showed humility. Jesus showed and expressed by his action what it means to be a servant. If you read the gospel, many times Jesus has used opportunity to teach them what is, what is a servant all about. Tandaan nyo, nag-aaway-aaway sila. And, teach it, and he taught them, you must be first. And you, you want to be first, you must be the last. Remember, he used children. He brought children and taught them what is, what is great in the kingdom of God. You see, Jesus was showing them what is truly be a servant. In Mark chapter 9, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. This was Jesus saying. And, as he, and, and after that, this is what he said. He gave them an instruction. Sabi niya, you call me teacher and Lord. And you are right. For so I, if I then your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example. I am showing it to you. What it, mean, what it means to be a servant. What it means to humble oneself. Now, ginawa ko to, gawin mo sa iba. Wash the feet means to serve, to love, to express, to take a humble position. And then Jesus said, sabi niya, Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor a messenger is greater than the one who sent him. You know, the emphasis that Jesus is saying here is not just washing the, the feet. Notice here, when Jesus, or you, you read the word truly, truly, it means pay close attention. Pag sinabi ng Lord, pag binabasi mo, truly, truly, pay close attention. And notice what Jesus is doing. He is connecting the act of foot washing is connecting the act of foot washing and the relationship between the servant and the master. He is connecting the action to the relationship between the servant and the master. You see, Jesus was stressing that their action to serve one another was based on their identity as a servant and it's based on the relationship they have with their master. Again, I say it again. Jesus was stressing their action to serve one another based on their identity as a servant and their relationship with him. And this leads us to the first point. For us to have that restoration of servanthood, we must realize that Christ-centered servanthood is a matter of identity and not just activity. Servanthood is a matter of identity, not just activity. It's who you are. Hindi lang ginagawa, but deep in you. You see, when Jesus called the disciple, follow me, his intention is that they will become like him, to imitate him and to act and behave like him. Because the mark of discipleship is following the master's example. Gagayahin mo talaga yung master. Now at this point, the disciples have been with Jesus for three years. At this point of time, it's so crucial. See, the disciples have seen Jesus. Disciples have seen Jesus taught. The disciples have seen Jesus heal the sick, heal the lame, and heal the blind. The, the disciples have seen Jesus stop the storm and multiply the food. They have seen Jesus cast out demons and confront even leaders. They have seen Jesus manifest great power and might. 
But yet, in this crucial moment, tandaan nyo, kukunin na siya dito, ha? Kukunin na siya, few hours na lang. In this crucial moment, in these few hours that he had with the disciples, it was an opportunity to teach them what is the most important of all. Kung aalis ka sa Pilipinas at iiwan ang pamilya mo, anong sasabihin mo? May iiwan kang anak, mag-aral ka ha? Huwag kang babarka-barkada ha? You leave message. And here is the last moment that Jesus gonna teach them. Because He gonna go, He will be crucified. And He will gonna go to the Father. And what was His teaching them? And I was pondering that this. You see, instead of teaching them on how to become a better teacher, and instead of teaching them on how to exercise authority, instead of teaching them how to win debates, instead of teaching them how to do great mighty works, instead of teaching them how to lead an effective ministry, what did Jesus teach them? Teach, Jesus teach them how to be a servant. Of all the things that He can live and tell them, He teach them how to be a servant. Gagayahin mo ako? Gayahin mo to. Wash each other feet. We must realize servanthood is in the heart of Jesus ever seen. Because it reflects humility, it reflects love. Let's look at some scripture. In John 4, 34, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of Him who sent me and to accomplish His work. He submit Himself to the will of the Father. He is humble enough. He obeyed to do the will of God. And here in Matthew 20, 28, even the Son of Man came not to be served, and to, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. You look throughout the Scripture, He emphasized this many times, a number of times, of what it means and what important of servanthood. Jesus is expressing His servanthood is rooted in His character and personhood. Therefore, servanthood it's more than an activity, but it's a matter of identity. Sadly, many of us fail to internalize this, that we are called to be a servant. Either we have been taught wrongly, or some of us have forgotten. You know, I was reading a book by Richard Foster. This book is published many years ago, and the title of the book is Celebration of Discipline. And he said this, um, Profound statement that challenged me. Sabi, sabi niya dito, true servanthood involved choosing to be a servant and not choosing, not just choosing to be served. Now ponder on that. True servanthood involves choosing to be a servant and not just choosing to serve. This is crucial. When we choose to serve. We are still in charge. But when we choose to be a servant, we give up the right to be in charge. Nag-backflip yung isip ko na na. There's a different to choose to serve and to be a servant. You know, when we choose to serve and there's no change in us, our identity, we are still in charge. We decide whom we want to serve, we decide when we want to serve, and we decide how we want to serve. Pag ikaw pa rin in charge, mamimili ka. Gusto mo lang yung mga BFF mo ang serve ko. Bakit yan? Ibang care group yan. Kaaway ko pa nga isa dyan eh. You choose who you serve. You choose the flock you follow. When you are still in charge, you are more concerned of horizontal praise. This is something I learned from the lead book. Horizontal praise rather than the praise of God when He said, well done and good and faithful servant. Ang habol mo yung hanga ng iba. When you are still in charge, you're worried about your self-image. 
and your need to be wanted. Dapat nandun ako. Dapat special ako. Dapat ako palagi ang bida. Hindi pwedeng mga copycat, second class. Dapat. Ako lang dapat ang original. When you choose to serve. But when you choose to be servant, you surrender your right to decide who and when to serve. You become available at the same time vulnerable each time the Lord leads us. When you choose to be a servant, you trust God and obey His leading to your life. You embrace the calling that is not just the action but the being. And you become a lifestyle. That serving is not just beyond this church, but more than that, salabastin. You know, we must not just serve, but rather we must live to be a servant. And when we recognize the different, and when we recognize a calling to be a servant, you know what happened? It results an elimination. It results a few things. It eliminates pride. Kung kilala mo ikaw, sir, but hindi ka magyayabang. It, it gives you humility. One, if, it, if you have that servant heart, you will not compare. You will not have competition with other members. Yung care group na yun, sampu sila. Tatlo kami next week. May competition. When you know you're a servant, you will not be frustrated when others are given opportunity and you're not. Bakit siya na lang? Malapit yata siya kay pastor. Hindi ako binibigyan ng opportunity. Ano kaya linuluto niya kay pastor? Kung cinta yata. When you have a servant heart, the one thing to be heard and to be seen will be eliminated because you have an audience of one. When you have a servant heart, you don't need to be persuaded to serve because it comes from you because you love Jesus. Hindi na kailangan ng huwoy, magtumulong ka sa church. Magbabike pa ako. Ang layo pang bike ko, pupunta ako sa Pasis hanggang Bunlay. When you choose to serve, you eliminate areas and you not compare. It becomes your life. You know, in a short journey of my ministry, I just want to share a testimony. I'll be open to you. I learned this truth. You, will, you can still serve and still not be a servant. But you cannot be a servant and not serve. You can still serve and still not be a servant. Look at the teachers of the law. They were handling the Torah. They were serving in the temple. But they don't have a servant heart. Look at the kings in the Old Testament. They were placed there by God for a purpose to bring the people of God to victory in the closer walk with the Lord. Look at the false prophets in the Old Testament. They were serving, yet they were not really servant of God. You know, music is my passion. And when I was in secondary two, one time my teacher, you know my favorite subject pala music, hindi math, hindi English. Hindi ko territory yun. English, bigay mo na kay Pastor Dan. Kay Matt, kay Brother Sam. Music, ano lang. Doon tayo lalabanan. And one time, secondary two, I, I, I was may test. So nag-test kami, each one of us present something. Binigay sa akin, B+. Plus. B+. Plus. And that teacher, I still remember, she's a Christian that time. Nalaman kong Christian. Yung church nila yung nagdadala kay Don Moen dito. So nakita ko B+. I went to her. I said, change. 
true. Hindi ako. It's true. Change. Ever since young, my lowest is A or A+. Plus. So change. She look at me. And she know. Kasi yung the rest, nagre-recorder. Kami yung grupo ko, nag-gitara. Oh, sige, di talo sila. Talagang change. I will not accept B+. Plus. Change. Change. She look at me, and she change. Kaya testing mo sa IBI. Punta mo teacher mo, change. Sa SOL, change. Joke lang, ha? Nanonood sila, Pastor Aglo. Change. Music is my passion, but yet, I tell you the story. I, I was involved in the worship team, and I, I got a chance, and I was in Mount Sophia when I started to be part of the worship team, and I love music. I was trained. I was given opportunity to play the bass. Nag-progress. Nag-progress from worship, guitar, piano, blah, 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 until... And then we moved to... Um, was that y, YWCA? And I grew older, and I'm more exposed. I'm more equipped now. And I'm so glad in serving God in worship ministry. And that one time, it was youth day. And I was expecting na ako ang mag-worship lead. Kasi I'm the best. Ah. Oh. Change. <laughs> but when I was there, Pastor Jerry picked someone else one of the teacher of the youth to lead the worship. You know, I was heartbroken. I was angry. Deep in my heart, in my mind, sabi ko, mas magaling pa ako dyan eh, ba't mo pinili yan? Out of tune, kaya kong, hmm? <laughs> I'm better than that guy. That's what my heart is saying. I'm supposed to worship lead, not this guy. Why? I'm all equipped. I am ready. I am I'm capable. I have exposure. A plus. Why? That's the, what's happening in my heart, in my mind. But out of God's mercy, He taught me something. In those times, I was learning what is servanthood. And there's two questions that comes to my mind. First, this question. Do I deserve to be a worship leader? First, do I deserve to be a worship leader? Second question, will well I know that I am ready to lead worship in the church? Two questions that pop up when I was praying. Said, Lord, bakit? Hindi ako binibigyan. Ang daya. Bakit? The first question, do I deserve to be a worship leader? That was a struggle question that, that was impressed in my heart. You know the answer I received? As I pray, the question, do I deserve it? No, I don't deserve it. I realize I don't deserve to be a worship leader because all the talents, gift, opportunity comes from Him. And there's nothing that I can boast that say that I deserve to be one. But that's the first question. I don't deserve it. Because here is holy ground. It is all about God's glory, not my glory. So I don't deserve it. Second question that I struggle. When will I know that I should lead the worship in the church? I realize that I'm ready to lead worship is when I love the congregation more and I love God more than the song that I sing. If I care about the people, if I care about what, how to bring the people to the Lord, not to impress myself, then that's when I'm ready. You know, servanthood is about identity. It's not just doing. Servanthood is just knowing that it is about God's glory, His honor, and is following Him. That what we possess, all the treasures, all the gift, all the opportunity comes from Him. 
And we just need to say, Lord, I just don't deserve all these things I receive from you. But I give it back to you. Use it for your glory. Hindi ko pwede sabihin kay Lord, Servanthood is a matter of identity, not just activity. Check our hearts. Second, a servant is secure in God's hand. If you look at the text in the scripture, you notice that Jesus was faithfully doing the will of God. And the secret of his confidence and the secret of his desire is his relationship with the Father. And he knew that God's plan and purpose is good and perfect, that he can trust him no matter what happened. You see, it's very important for us to understand this. As a servant of God, we are secure in God's hand. Because we will face challenges. We will face tough situations. We may be hurt when we follow his will. There are times that God will cause us to surrender what is important to the Lord, to us. Now, let's look at a few verses. In the early verses in chapter 1, it says here, Now, before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that His hour has come to depart out of this world to the Father, He knew that this time is coming. And then in verse 2, another situation, He knew that the person, Judas, will betray Him. Jesus knew that the next few hours, will be challenging and tough. He knew that he would be betrayed. He knew that Peter and the rest of the disciples will run away and deny him. He knew that he would be taken away and be crucified and he'd be flogged. He knew all those things. And if you read the scripture, he was struggling. He said here in John 13, 21, he says here, Jesus was troubled in his spirit when he realized and remembered that Judas is there, he said here, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. He was struggling. And as you continue on, in John 12, we read, Now my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I have come this hour. So Jesus knew that this hour is coming to be the Lamb of God to save the world from the sin. And he even prayed. Alam nyo yung nandun siya sa garden? Sabi niya, Father, not my will, but your will be done. He said, Lord, will you take away this cup from me? Pero Lord, if not, your will be done. You see, Jesus, despite of the challenging thing that he will face as being a servant, he was able to go to them because he trusted and he was secured in God's hand. Let us follow the example that Jesus has set for us. Yes, being a servant will bring discomfort, will bring hard moments and hardship in our life. But always remember that we are secured and safe in God's hand. Let us have the biblical perspective on this. You know, some of us, if I sit with you and hear your stories, despite of your dedication in serving God while here in Singapore, some of you are struggling. Some are facing family battles. Nahirapan sa Pilipinas, but yet you are here serving sa ushering. We face those things. Some of you are struggling in workload. Hindi ka na pinapakain ng amo mo. Tapos tigising ka ng 6, matutulog ka ng 12. Yet you are here. You have overworked you are here serving God. Being a servant God is not an easy way or a bed of roses. We face, we lose loved ones. 
We lose loved ones back in the Philippines. But we persevere because we know that we are in God's hand. Some of us face ministry battles. I spoke to some care group leaders and sabi nila, Pastor, yung care group ko, nawawala sila. Tinetext ko, hindi nagre-reply. Sinsong. Masakit. Tama po ba, care group leaders? Masakit. Masakit magmahal. Totoo naman na, masakit magmahal sometimes. You want to love them, you want to care for them. And this part of servanthood, we will go through that. Tinitext mo, ayaw, pakinig. Nawawala sa church, you message them. Some of you faithfully walking in the Lord. I spoke to a brother, sabi niya sa hospital, pinaglolo ko siya. Pagpasok niya lang sa, kasi alam nilang Christian siya, pagpasok niya lang sa hospital, kakantahan siya ng alive, alive, alive forever, more. alive forever. Ayan na si alive. We face those. Being a servant of God doesn't mean everything is smooth. We will face those challenges. Sabi dun ko dun sa kapatid na yon, yung nakantahan palagi ng alive, siyempre nakakasal siya, bakit ganun? Sabi ko, alam mo, bigyan mo ng regalo sa Christmas. Ano, pastor? T-shirt. Alive, alive. <laughs> Or, bigyan mo pa ng ibang kanta. Mag-print out ka. Sabihin mo sa kanya, puro alive, alive na lang kinakanta mo. Eto, this is the day. O ito, lilim. And then use that opportunity. Alam mo kapatid, itong awit na to nagbe-bless sa akin. Each time na napapalayo ko sa Diyos o nahihirapan ako, I can find shelter in the Lord. You can turn those moments. Sabihin mo, o oh, sige, bigyan mo ng t-shirt, alive, alive. As a servant of God, we will face challenges. It's given. Jesus experienced it. Don't say that you are not, will not experience. We will go through it. But one thing we have assurance of is that God holds us and that we can are secure and we can trust Him. No matter the situation we face in family, in ministry, we can find our security in the Lord. Amen? There's a song that I often listen to when I'm going through tough time. It's a song that Salvation Army have wrote. He, I, I will not sing, but I will just read some of the verses. Savito, here. I shall not fear to the darkest cloud may gather around me that God I serve is one who cares and understands. Although the storms I face would threaten to confound me, of this I'm assured, I'm in His hand. What though I cannot know the way that lies before me, I still can trust and freely follow His command. My faith in Him since He is who watches over me For this, I'm confident I'm in His hands. In these days gone by my Lord has always proved sufficient. When I've yielded to the law of the loves of the man, what should I doubt? Why should I doubt that He should ever more be present to make His wills my own? I'm in His hand. And the chorus, beautiful. I'm in His hands. I'm in His hands. Whatever the future holds, I'm in His hands. The days I cannot see have all been planned for me. His ways is best, you see. I'm in His hands. Turn to your neighbor and said, we are in His hands. As we faithfully serve the Lord and choose to be a servant, as we follow His will, it will not be easy. But remember, we are in His hands. Lastly, servanthood is motivated by God's love, not by our love, but His love. You know how chapter 13 started and concluded? 
chapter 13 started with this. Now, therefore, the feast of Passover. When Jesus knew that his hours come to depart out of the world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now, some scholars said, etun love them, yung them are the world. But some scholars said that it's more of confined to the context where that them is the disciples that he is with now. That he loved them to the end. What does it mean? They, these disciples are not perfect. Nagkakamila sila. They don't understand what his plan is. They don't understand and re- clearly understand yung mga pinapagawa sa kanila. But yet he said, I have loved them until the end. Now, look at the last few verses. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You see, Christ-centered servanthood is always motivated by His love. Because if it's based on our love, nagpa-flanctuate. Nagbabago ang ating pag-ibig. Pero ang pag-ibig ng Diyos ay hindi nagbabago. Pag palagi kang lumalapit sa Kanya, na-experience mo ang Kanyang pag-ibig sa Kanyang salita, sa inyong time of prayer. Mas madaling mahal sa iba. Pero pag ikaw ay sarili mo lang ginagawa, not, not just doing it yourself, mahirap magmahal. You know, John wrote a few more books. And John in this letter reminded them how to love. Let me read a few. In 1 John 4, it said, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Verse 19, we love because He first loved us. We always quote this. So if anyone say, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. But he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Sabi ko, wow. Ruel, kaya mo ba yan? Ang hirap. But we know when we constantly come, to His mercy, His grace. And we constantly come and receive His love. That love will overflow to the people around us. When we comprehend His love for us, yung selfishness natin, yung self-centered natin, self-centeredness, yung self-righteousness natin will be removed. Because there's nothing that we can boast. Because it's all about His grace, His mercy that's flowing in our life. When you experience His love more and more abundant, you'll be willing to make sacrifices. You will go extra mile. Lang mga best friend ko. You will respond to people's need. When you are truly experiencing the love of God daily, Instead of building walls, you build bridges to people. If we comprehend and understand deeper understanding of God's love, not just intellectually, we need this, but we also need this. We're able to experience it sa mga tao na around us, especially even those who have hurt us in the past. We'll be able to forgive them. Because it's God's love working in our lives. You know, I'm speaking to a few brother, uh, a brother and a sister. One brother wants to buy a, a piece of land sa, sa kanilang lugar sa Pilipinas. And the reason why he wants to buy a piece of land is because he wants to minister to the people there. Sabi ko, wow, mapera si boss. But his desire is not for his own. What he wants is to honor God. He wants to give because he experienced that God's love. Then another sister, I wanted to show the picture, but I have no time to just put there. Nagmi-minister sila, siya, he's quiet here in church, very quiet. He served quietly. 
But behind the scene, you will not see him posting anything about what he's doing. She's doing. You know what? They, they, she ministered, her and her family would minister sa mga sa, sa Quezon province. He would put back, send goods, send them. Even though malayo siya, iniisip niya. And now God is challenging her to let go of her savings. She shared to me, she was struggling. I asked, pwede ko bang i-share sa church? Yes, go ahead. To let go of his savings and build a small place for the children and sa mga balo and serve them. Hey, she was struggling in that because this big amount. You know, when you understand God's love, it calls you to humble yourself and not to get your own right. You begin to serve more than what you expect. I have to preach this to myself because sometimes it's tough because if I do it myself, it's, I cannot. But I know in the power of the Holy Spirit, God will help us to go beyond, to walk how Jesus walked, to serve others, even though, I will serve you because I love you. To go extra mile. I believe the walk of discipleship will call us to make a cost move. There are times God calls us to make a step of faith. That will be costly. In those moments, we rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to remind us why we are doing this. Is because He first loves us, and our response is to love others. A sister is going back to the Philippines this week. She's been working here in Singapore. For 12 years and she's excited to go back I spoke to her just now prayed for her she want to go back and serve to be a pastor and I think the secret is there ah, so bakit ka ganyan masarap dito ah my four fingers dito I was in my mind bakit ka ganyan he just points upstairs because of God. Because of God. When we understand His mercy, His love, we respond of surrendering our life to Him and going extra mile. Restoration of servanthood, we must realize, is a matter of identity. Servanthood is secured in God's hand. And servanthood is motivated by His love. Let me conclude with this. When Jesus was washing the disciples' feet, we read there that He lay aside His outer garments, taking a towel and tied it around His waist. He stooped down and humbled Himself and washed the disciples' feet. That act, that washing of the disciples' feet, was a foreshadow of what he will do on the cross. It, it points of what he will do. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 6, 8, it says here, For though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God at things to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking a form of servant, being born in the likeness of men, being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even dead on the cross. What he did of washing the disciples' feet, it points to what he will do on the cross. That he came from above because he has loved us. He's willing to pay the cross and wash us no longer with water, but by his blood that we may be back to him and restored again. When you understand that, give you an understanding what it means to be a servant. And a lot of God's people in the scripture knew that. Look of how Paul, Peter, addressed himself. He said, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. James introduced himself, a servant of God. Peter introduced himself, a servant and apostle. Jude introduced himself, a servant 
of Jesus Christ. Now, the word servant there, if you go deep understanding of this, you know what it means? It means a bond servant. A bond servant means susunod ako kahit walang bayad. Susunod ako dahil mahal kita. Bond servant. I pray that as we reflect in ourselves, may the Lord encourage us and remind us of how have shown us what to be a servant. And now God calls us to do the same, to follow His footsteps, to be a servant of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord, there's nothing that we can boast, nothing that we can say that comes from us. All that we have comes from you. Lord, it's no accident that we are here in even remembering, Lord, who we are truly to you. Remind us, O oh God, that servanthood is a matter of identity, not just the doing. I pray that you change our hearts and minds. Transform us from within. We ask for your Holy Spirit to transform us. That our identity is to follow you, to follow your footsteps. Lord, as we follow you, we face struggles and hardship. But remind us, Lord, that we will always be secured in your hands. That your plans is always perfect, Lord. And as you call us to serve, remind us not to serve in our own strength or ability, but to serve in the power of the Holy Spirit. To more, be motivated not by our own love, but by your love for us. Salamat. Let's all stand as the worship team would sing this song. May it remind us of His love.
we don't deserve it. We are unworthy, yet Lord, you pour out your love to each one of us. I pray that this truth, that your gospel will be so rooted in our heart, that how much you have loved us, that you have paid on the cross. Lord, I pray that each day it will remind us so that, it will, that we will respond, Lord, in humility. Respond, Lord, in following you, a humble servant. Lord, baptize us with your love and your grace. Salamat, Panginoon. Oh, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord. You see, any one of us, Lord, who's tired, who are struggling, napapagod na pagsaserve, any care group leader, or even ministry worker, who have lost their passion of serving your Lord, I pray that you remind them, remind them of your goodness and your mercy and your love that you have shown at the cross. Remind them of your abundant grace and mercy. As we remember you, do you give us the perseverance to pursue your calling in our lives? If anyone are struggling today, or forgotten the joy of serving you, we might be Christian for a long time, we might have been serving and have been walking in faith for a long time, Lord, and we have lost that passion of serving you, Lord, I pray that you will baptize us with your love and you fill us with your spirit that we will not neglect of serving you and serving the people around us who are broken at this time. If anyone, Lord, are making tough decisions, struggling and following Salamat because you have poured out your spirit. Salamat, Lord, because your promises, Lord, is true that we can hold your word in our heart, that we are secured in your hands. Salamat. Let's just raise our hands and receive the benediction. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and in love. Lord, salamat for this day that you have given us as we face the brand new week. Empower us with your spirit and your word may dwell richly in our heart. May we have a lifestyle of being a servant because we are following your footstep. Salamat Panginoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Salamat po for those who are joining us in YouTube and Facebook. Hopefully you can join us once again next Sunday or join us here sa physical service. God bless everyone.